The Puritan's Guide to Fall Songs Guide. Can you Tonight's song is. Yeah. Um. All right. So, sing harpy, or sing, sing harpy. Uh, released uh February nineteenth, nineteen ninety, on Extricate. Uh, wait, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It was the opening track on Extricate. <laughs> no, no. I I thought I thought I picked the wrong album for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> my my brain's a little gone. All right. So. Uh, uh yes, based on Little Doll by the Stooges, which is pretty transparently true. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you listen, yeah, like <laughs> e- even the uh uh huh, like every time you're just like, whoa, yeah, yeah that's yeah. probably. Um. So a little a little lesson on harpies, because uh, I because I knew a bit but not a lot. Uh. Also include, which will include our old friend William Blake. So there you go. Uh, according to that vast uh, pool of knowledge, Wikipedia, uh, harpies are half human and half bird personifications of storm winds, which is interesting. That I know. Yeah, uh, they appear throughout Greek and Roman mythology and early literature. William Blake uh, did a painting. Uh, it's actually like paint, pencil, and ink or something like okay. that. Okay. So I just. Narrowed that to painting uh, called <laughs> called the the wood of the self murderers the harpies and the suicides, so go look that up. Um, the term uh, in common use or in modern usage usually refers to a nasty or annoying woman. Right. Uh, according to uh, Wikipedia, once again, I could have walked over here to the uh, dictionary, but you got a big dictionary over there. <laughs> People say I have a big dictionary. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was. I might just cut that That's out. As blue as we get in this. Show. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing I wrote was, oh yeah, and since this is the Bricks uh, Marky Smith breakup album, this is definitely about Bricks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. Yeah. Um, so that's what a harpy is, and then. Something I just mentioned that I probably cut out was uh, Mark's usage of um, exclamation points uh, within titles. I find really interesting. It's mm-hmm. a lot like uh, like they must have done it before, but it seems more like a Victorian poetry sort of thing. Um, yeah, and it it just it's like, it's I, I just want to know when that got lost and when you know what I mean. Like yeah, but. As I also said, we need like somebody to come in who's done a thesis or their your dissertation on it, so we yeah. could figure out the time frame of all this stuff. Because I'm guessing it's pre-Victorian, but I would think so. I like, know. when was "Hark the Herald Angels Sing" written? See, that's Cause that's, true. that's one that sticks out. It's like when would, were this, you know? Would that have? Well, I'm wondering if that would have been early 20th century that would still be kind of victorian right maybe or maybe it's a holdover maybe Maybe the lyrics were something i don't know i have no idea and i'm not gonna look it up (laughs) (laughs) 
So somebody look it up and let us I'm know. I'm looking it up right now, and I will tell you that it was written as an English Christmas carol that first appeared in 1739. Goddamn. Well, the there you go. Hymns and Sacred Poems. There you go, then. I don't know what, yeah. That, well, then, there you go. Uh, exclamation points are big in England. Yeah, in 18th century. The 18th century. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like not just... I knew it was not just Victorian stuff, but no, I'm just not sure. I think sure it's, it's been it around back. for some time, I think, and especially in, in, in Old English. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pre-Victorian era. Um, yes. So here we are. The Bricks Breakup album. Bricks Breakup. Uh, Bricks as a harpy. Um, uh, there's a couple of nods. To literary figures, one to Virgil, one to John Steinbeck, mm. according to Annotated. I thought that's a pretty big, uh, wide swath of uh, <laughs> writers. Um, uh, the one thing that I thought was really interesting was, um, well, two things. A guy named Kenny Brady played the fiddle part which is that weird feedback sounding loop that it keeps going on the song, yeah. yeah and keeps going throughout um so he was in the fall for like about a year from 1990 to 91 okay um it, yeah and i just wrote that it adds a nice layer of feedbackish peels throughout the song um the intro sample also uh someone says it's meant to be a true story which they said that in annotated but I, I listen just to make sure, and she does say that. Like, it's meant to be a true story. It's, but it's, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So that's how the song starts off. And then that, that also plays um, on the choruses underneath what is going on on the chorus. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So they're getting into, like, looping sort of ideas. Yeah. Because this is the... Is this the first album that was... That had electronic stuff with like telephone thing and um, yeah, I think because okay. he was starting to that was it's like sort of rave culture was coming in big and yeah. the hacienda and you started to hear it in song like uh, other Manchester records in that era you know the oh totally they all had and belly aches and uh, technique <clears throat> and those yeah. records and so and, or like uh, the first Charlatans record and stuff and so oh yeah yeah um, yeah so that was bleeding in there and he was working with he did that some cold cuts first album and is that around this time yeah it was very right before this one came. oh okay yeah okay um oh that's right because doesn't cold cuts do like a mix of telephone thing yeah they produced it okay this. they produced this in like one of the black monk themes oh okay on this record okay that's that. right yeah um but so i think yeah. they were and they work together again later i think but anyway that's not here to there no oh, no it's but yeah. it, but it's a it's an interesting piece of history because yeah. I remember when the goddamn, uh, like that freaking baggy beat just w- was on everything for yeah. like a year. And it's just like, holy shit. Oh yeah. my God. Like, uh, I think that was the first thing I ever got really tired of <laughs> in like a, like in a musical, like music sort of way, you know, I just think, like, what yeah, I didn't, I think I was of the age where it was like really novel to me mm-hmm. and I really, really like glommed on to whatever that was like. Right of that ilk, the farm. For yeah, example. the fa- I was gonna say the f- that farm song that yeah. was groovy train. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I almost bought that record the other day, too. I'll just admit <laughs> it now. <laughs> it's, it's a good throwback. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you, you got people dancing. Um, but as far as the song goes, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, it's a Stooges ripoff, and, yeah, they have, like, a sort of um, weird feedbacky violin yeah. throughout but i like i like the song as it is really oh, i think absolutely. it's a great opener and uh yeah so that's really all i've got about it what it's a cruel song in some ways right because obviously he's you know sniping at his ex through this thing but yeah. there's the thing that stuck out for me is is um it was the line, so there's the, 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 the second verse in there where he's talking, her mother was from the circus, put her on junior showtime, talking about how her, I guess her mom was an executive at CBS. Mm-hmm. I think she might have been a child actor. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, I don't know. But then, like, the, the second line is, like, her father was much worse, can't put why in this line. <laughs> right. It's, like, such a restraint. It's like, oh, he's, like, that's almost weirdly respectful of her. Uh-huh. It's been like, I'm not going to tell this story, this awful story that I know, because it's not mine to tell. Right. So, and the story is, if I mean, she talked about it in her book that her father was abusive and tried to choke her to death one time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just awful person. Sounds um, like it. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was. It's that weird. That again. That it, we get into the, the duality of a lot of his songs, and there's that thing where he's being very like snarky and mean in a lot of ways, but also saying that you know he's going to be respectful and tell the story and saying things like she's really good in bed. <laughs> And and very thin and very thin, like <laughs> Bricks said. Uh, they have a quote from Bricks on Annotated where she's like, "Oh well, he said I was a good lay and thin, so that wasn't so bad yeah. or something." Like and, it's, that. and it's also yeah, and, and <laughs> I mean, you could take she could sell you anything, right, as a positive or a negative. I guess depending upon the na- like where how things stood in their relationship right point, right you know yeah it's yeah. like something to be impressed by but also something to be you know uh you could be manipulated with that kind of personality right yeah yeah no that i was i was thinking the same thing about um how he was ex- explaining this woman who is bricks is just like yeah he does seem very <laughs> i don't know if it's gentlemanly but it definitely is like you know definitely you could tell like he's not I don't know how to explain it. He's definitely wanting to be mean. Yeah. But at the same time, not being so mean that, you know, it's, it's she all, never talks to him again or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like there's a lot of backhanded sort of compliments <laughs> and, you know, thoughts and this about, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, but just calling her a harpy because no one thinks of harpies as good things. Like you said, in your, no. your definition, you know, it's this, you know, mean, you know, spiteful woman. You know, yeah. That's what they are. In, in modern in the modern usage and it's just you know he chose that uh he he pointedly chose that as you know to refer definitely to her as a harpy. <laughs> yeah well it, it's even another antiquated idea of like a harpy is like some mythical creature yeah it's been around since greek and roman times and then mm-hmm. yeah it's it's not just calling her slag or something like that right. or you know <laughs> better take an older lover or whatever yeah. you know what i mean like some shit like that so he, he saved that for when he was in person with her you know? yeah i guess <laughs> I yeah it's a weird it's i i i know we've we've gotten into this before but uh, you know i 
you hear songs like this, you read lyrics like this, and other songs that he'd written about her, and then she joined the band again, right, for right. a few years. Like, yeah, maybe there's. I, I mean, maybe that's part of the book of her book that I don't remember. That you know, but I don't understand. I still haven't read read that book. I need to read it. But I don't uh, understand her thinking behind it. You know, maybe she needed the money. Maybe she I needed don't. the money. Or it's one of those things for like, oh, this is going to be a. Maybe it's a closure thing, like how oh, I can do this and be adult about this. Right. And, you know, have uh, this adult relationship with this person who I was, you know, married to for a number of years. And, you know, we can maybe we, he's moved past it, and then a few years later, no, he hasn't. <laughs> yeah. How long did that last? Do you remember? Two, three years. Was it two? I was thinking it was just like one. It was only like one album, they, wasn't it? What, which album was it? Delight User Syndrome, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah it was pretty. It was, like it was whatever record was after the infotainment scam or middle class or, well wait I'm just trying to remember the records they did that were on Matador so mm-hmm. the infotainment scam is one and I think there was one after that that I can't think of the name of because the tour that I saw them on the first time was that tour that she was on Oh, okay. so I think it was just like a year two years then Okay. because at the end of that tour that's when the big blow up happened at the wetlands uh, brownies whatever in new york whatever brownies, happened yeah. they had the big blow up on stage yeah yeah okay everyone quit <laughs> rightfully yeah. so <clears throat> yeah so that is uh <laughs> i don't know man like i'm not i, I can't even who can, uh, yeah i mean that's getting into the psychology of anyone like, who, who, who knows <laughs> why people make the decisions they make uh, you know and yeah and i need to read that book still so i don't know if yeah. she ever gets into it or not or even if it was just like a passing thing where yeah. it's like, oh, I'm doing this. And then holy shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then, well, that was a mistake. <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Because that's kind of how I have heard about it. Like, or anything I've read about that was like she joined and then like basically was like, oh, God, no, this isn't good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he left. really. Yeah. He did <clears throat> so, a lot of mean shit to her on that tour. Yeah. She was miserable for a lot of it. Didn't play. There's, there is that box set, the set of 10, the CDs that came out a couple of years ago where one of the CDs and there is from the tour mm-hmm. and where like he upset her so much she walked off and so they did the show without her. Or maybe I have it backwards. I feel like or maybe it's that he didn't show up because they got in some big thing and he wandered off and like they had to play the show and like he didn't show up till halfway through or something <laughs> like that. There's some story in there, but obviously things were very unsteady even then before they got to America. And right, right. Up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that sounds horrible. But, you know, again, it's like, you know, she... Could you imagine just being a hand lead during all that? Or, you know what I mean? Like somebody oh, man. just being like, I'm, I'm going down to get a beer. Yeah. See you guys later. Or many beers to suffer through, to get through this, this, this tour. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I, you know, and I respect her so much now for sort of you know reclaiming the material that she worked on in the band with the extricated oh totally yeah and you know continuing to do stuff and continuing to make music and and, you know live her life yeah yeah exactly yeah but Uh, it's it's gonna be a difficult thing for any person who is like a part of a band a part of like the fall or like any band and got kicked out or left or whatever and like having that be the first line of their their uh, obituary you know? right it's like but i've done so much other stuff like why is this the thing you're you're latched on to right right come on 
you know, the guy who got kicked out on the side of the road. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like he's that's for forever what he's going to be remembered yeah. for or something. Like <laughs> didn't, didn't Jonathan Redfin do that? No, it's Arthur Russell. That's what it was. Oh. It was an Arthur Russell documentary. He was talking about they were supposed to go do some show with the Modern Lovers, I think, and, and he just like like let me out here before they got in the Lincoln Tunnel and he just walked back. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't remember that part of that. I, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. My memory's off. To the, I'm all over the place today with this stuff. Oh, that's now. cool. I'm getting some of the details right, people. You can look it up. <laughs> Leave a comment and let me know what I got wrong. It, it makes for a good story. Yeah, anyway. it does. <laughs> so so we've, we've probably talked about Extricate a bit. I mean, uh, this was a little a, bit. Yeah, a little bit. This was the record that sort of was my. This is the first one I bought for myself. Yeah, same. This fall album, because I think I my brother had given me i think it was even before that because yeah it was before like he'd give me a copy of the a-sides compilation for a a holiday or birthday or something like that at one point Mm -hmm. but this is before that i think this was because like i had like heard perverted by language and fell in love with the band and then um yeah this is the record that came out right after that so it's like oh great a new fall record it's like a completely different sound and i didn't you know my wee little unstudied brain is like well i don't get it they did something different you know uh-huh. but you know now i understand that all bands do that right i was young uh i had kind of the same your brother gave me the a-size compilation <laughs> uh so yeah this is my first one i bought i think i talked about this before i, I bought uh there was a comp called speed trials and it had oh, yeah. Sonic Youth and Beastie Boys, like back when they were punk band. Yeah. And one song by The Fall on yeah. it. Um, so I thought that was really cool. I thought that song was cool, and I can't even remember. It was something off of... I was just, just looking at it the other day. I can't remember what song it was. But anyway, it was like an earlier pre-Extra okay. Kate song. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then there was um, <clears throat> a used copy uh somewhere in lawrence it's like a tape so i bought it and yeah i was just like this is nothing like that song i heard <laughs> yeah what the fuck is going on yeah yeah and i think i probably listened to it a couple times and then who knows where it is now <laughs> i have no idea um and then it, was, it wasn't until you know fairly recently that i was going back and listening to stuff like in the aughts i think mm-hmm. uh when i was like Oh, I it clicked in a way that like I've figured out what was going on. Yeah. Like, um, I still don't like Bill is dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind that one so much. They played that when I saw them live the first time. Uh, I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting to hear this. Song. Right, right. Well, that's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about that song, but it just it's. it's get all cringy and weird about it i'm just it's like just, i can't listen to it it's a strange it's a strange song in their in their discography like it's their 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 one like ballad yeah you know they're one totally sort of it's like ballad. it's a power ballad song for yeah. the fall it's and it's it's oh so my weird God, and that was in the age of power ballads yeah, too. that's exactly. totally true yeah um jesus christ it's such an interesting record yeah because there's <laughs> you know because i didn't know the monks at all before i heard that oh and, yeah yeah and that that didn't click until years later. I was like, oh, wait a second. There right, is a right. band called The Monks, and this is what he's doing. Okay, I exactly. get it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember that there's a, the I'm Frank song I really enjoyed. It's on that one. 
Is that about uh, side bottom? No. I th- well, I think the there's like a little weird like vocal, like a little weird like spoken word bit where he's talking about how someone he, they named it I'm Frank because someone in the band so they wrote the guitar part like Frank Zappa or they were trying to uh, an homage to Frank Zappa. Yams perked up when I said Frank Zappa, by the way. And it's, he he has a great dislike for Frank Zappa. <laughs> <laughs> And Popcorn Double Feature is a fun song. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Chicago Now's on that one. Yeah, British I know. People in Hot Weather. Oh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally don't remember I'm Frank. I guess I've got to go back and listen to it. Yeah. Um, the other ones I remember. <laughs> British, <laughs> British People in Hot Weather. Yeah. I just remember also, like, uh, uh, this is my silly memory of the, the record, getting the record, like, you know, some of the some of the CDs you buy at the air were in the long boxes, the cardboard long oh, boxes. Oh, yeah, that was that time. And this was in, like, a plastic, like, like if you buy, like, a label print or, so, like, a, like, a, you buy, like, some, some piece of, uh, you know, electronics, whatever, that comes in, like, a piece of, pla- like, thick plastic that you have oh, to, like, yeah. pry open with, with like, a, a hacksaw. Oh, right. They right, were kind yeah. of, it was packaged like that. And I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> that's pretty funny wow uh so it wasn't long box it was like more plastic yeah it's more plastic just what you want yeah <laughs> oh my god um so yeah I, I think as far as extra kit goes i still don't think it would be on my top 10 list but maybe it would have a place no. there just because it was the first one i heard all as one thing yeah i maybe. think it be a top, I forget where I ranked it on that stereo gum thing. It wasn't top ten, that's for sure. Oh, it's right, one of those right. things that I'm like, yeah, I still have a warm nostalgic feelings about it, just because, like you said, you know, this yeah. is the first one that I bought myself and was like setting my setting my boundaries of my what my taste was at that point. And, you know, yeah, so, yeah. Because I was I, I was at that age, and so. Um, do you want to talk about telephone thing? Because didn't you talk to Cold Cut for a little bit? I did, but that was about a different thing entirely. Oh, you didn't ask them about no, cause okay. I No, because I was interviewing them about the, the Eric B. and Rakim remix. Right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I, if, if I had if I'd had more time, I definitely would have been like, right, so Marky right. e. Smith, tell me everything. Right, right, right. Which I think they should do. Uh, you know, yeah, it's a set. I've always wanted to do like a a piece or a DJ set of like the, the songs or Marky e. Smith as a guest vocalist on. Oh, that'd be, yeah, that's a good idea. Cause you know, there's a bunch of them. There's the, uh-huh. the cold cut song he did. He did in spiral, the song in spiral carpets. And, right. Um, the song of Elastica. And then, uh, Oh, right. I mean, uh, what's that one I was just thinking of? Oh, the gorillas song. Was on. Oh, was he? Yeah. He was on one of the, not, I think it's the record was after Demon Days. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, for some reason, never got around to them. I like them. Like, everything I would hear, I liked, but I just yeah. never. And I know, like, De La Soul did a bunch of stuff with them, and yeah. I like De La Soul a lot. So, one of these days, I'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, I was just thinking, I, I think I was just thinking, like, telephone thing. Was was the one song on there? Strangely enough, even though I was making fun of the baggy beat, mm. uh, that I liked yeah. when I listened to the tape. Um, <clears throat> but now when I listen to it, it's just like it could have been a minute long, and it would have been fine. Yeah. There is nothing really that needs to go on for as long as it does. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like yeah, that was the beginning of them getting into the more electronic beats, like you were talking about, like uh-huh. entertainment scan and a couple of records after that. 
the Dave Bush era of the band. Right. Was a lot of the house. And... Was Dave Bush on Extricate? No, I mean, he, he, he joined after that. Okay. Because, yeah, he was a big part of, like, it's in the infotainment scan. And, and uh, I want to say it was Middle Class Revolt was the other. It was around that time. Yeah, yeah so, so there's a lot of that going on like, with, like, 15 Ways and their cover of Why Are People Being So Grudgeful and lots uh-huh. of music and stuff. So. Right, right. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Okay, well, sing Harpy then. Sing Harpy. Uh, and in the little village, she was without malice. She left the balls behind her, and the page Heather packed her placket bag with blocks of brown canopy. 